the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual for Mutual Disorders, otherwise known as the DSM version 5, lists 10 personality disorders divided into three clusters. Cluster A, which is described as weird, Cluster B, which can be described as wild, and Cluster C, which is described as worried. We're going to explore which cluster BPD falls into in this edition of My Inner Torch. Well, you know, you may have heard about cluster A, cluster B, cluster C personality disorders. Uh, Cluster A personality disorders are characterized by odd, eccentric thinking or behavior. They include paranoid personality disorder, schizoid personality disorder, and schizotypal personality disorders. Okay, that's that's cluster A. All right, so now we're talking about cluster B. And this is in the DSM version 5, very expensive book if you ever want to buy it uh, and look into different mental disorders. They don't update it very often, but they did not too long ago. Cluster B personality disorders are characterized by dramatic overly emotional or unpredictable thinking or behavior. They include antisocial personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, histrionic personality disorder, and narcissistic personality disorder. Okay, so that's cluster B. Cluster C personality disorders are characterized by anxious, fearful thinking or behavior, and they include avoidant personality disorder, dependent personality disorder, and obsessive-compulsive personality disorder. So what is the most difficult personality disorder to treat out of cluster A, B, or C? Okay, I'll give you a moment to think about that. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. Thank you again for all of your support. Thank you for making this a rising self-help podcast. Lots of downloads, lots of people, I hope, getting some some inspiration, perhaps getting some knowledge, perhaps coming out of the fog. Welcome. If you're stepping out of the fog, fear, obligation, and guilt, forget the acronym. FOG to me stands for understanding what you are dealing with when you're dealing with your borderline. So back to that question, did you guess which is the most difficult personality disorder to treat out of those 10 personality disorders in cluster A, B, and C? Of course, cluster B has the antisocial, the borderline, and the narcissistic personality disorder. So borderline personality disorder is considered the most difficult to treat. BPD is defined by the National Institutes of Health, the NIH, as a serious mental disorder marked by a pattern of ongoing instability in moods, behavior, self-image, and functioning. So congratulations. We are the lucky ones who are dealing with by far the most difficult personality disorder to deal with, the borderline personality disorder. So BBD is, and, and I find this description just very, just very apropos. Okay. Intense, sometimes wonderful relationships. Okay. That's how it starts. But then here is the kicker. It becomes dramatic and sour over time. Okay. So 
the love bombing, the person that you thought they are, the mirage that they present results in an intense, sometimes wonderful relationships. But here is the kicker, folks. Your relationship with your borderline will become dramatic and sour over time. I read a particularly disturbing post on Quora not too long ago. And in that post, there was a non, like you and I, who was basically saying, you know, it's okay. I've had numerous relationships with people with BPD. I'm obviously attracted to people with personality disorders. They, I seem to be a magnet. They seem to come to me because obviously I am a new supply. I am somebody that they can basically emotionally degrade, that they can suck you dry. And this person was saying, you know, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being an emotional doormat. I'm okay with being abused because at the end of the day, that's what this is. It's abuse. Clear and simple. Their behavior is abusive. I don't care why they behave the way that they do, but it is abusive. And it is up to us whether or not we choose to accept it and to continue with it. And again, I'm not preaching to you that if you have a relationship with a borderline, that you should leave. Okay, that would make me the biggest hypocrite in podcast land because I remain with my PWBPD, person with borderline personality disorder, undiagnosed, for coming up to 20 years now. So I'm not telling you, oh, you should just up and leave. But what I am telling you is I'm calling it out for what it is. And this person in this post was saying, yeah, it's okay. If they take a small piece of me and it makes them feel better, that's okay. I feel good about that. Well, I'm sorry. That's insane. You're no better than the borderline who took advantage of you. You have no self-respect. And that's what it comes down to. Do we have self-respect? Do we respect ourselves? Why do we respect the borderline? Remember, this is the most difficult personality disorder to treat. And, and frankly, there is no cure for BPD. Okay. I don't care what anybody says. I've looked into dialectical behavioral therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy. Yes, it does help. No doubt. I've seen a lot of people say, yeah, it's, it's great. It works really, really well. Uh, but you have to remember that once you have something like borderline personality disorder, once a borderline, and I've said this before in previous podcasts, always a borderline. Now, do I say that with contempt? No, I don't. I say that with a lot of compassion and empathy. I can't imagine what it's like to be a borderline. I live with one. I see the resultant behaviors, the lashing out, the dysregulated emotional behaviors that my wife will possess on a daily basis. The fact that she really can't be happy organically. She can't find happiness. It's just not possible. So borderline personality disorder is described as impulsive and risky behavior, such as having unsafe sex, gambling, or binge eating. Again, these are just sort of generalized Symptoms, unstable or fragile self-image, unstable and intense relationships, up and down moods, often as a reaction to interpersonal stress, 
suicidal behavior or threats of self-injury, and of course, fear of abandonment, because that's what it comes down to. The borderline will self-destruct a relationship. They will not and cannot have a normal relationship. And maybe we, as the nons, going back to this person who is the emotional doormat, maybe we can't. Maybe we are equipped. Maybe we attract a borderline for a reason. You know, it's, 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 it's an interesting thought. And think about it, how you became involved with somebody with borderline, because perhaps that's why you're listening to this podcast. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. Your thoughts, your inspirations, your feedback, greatly appreciated. Please share this podcast with people who may be in an abusive relationship, because that's what it is, with somebody with borderline or perhaps a narcissist. The two kind of run very similarly together. Cluster B personality disorders have a lot of crossover, histrionic, very dramatic, over the top. My wife can be very over the top and very dramatic when she's raging. Is she histrionic? Perhaps she is. Remember, you don't have to have all the symptoms to be a borderline or to be a narcissist. You can exhibit, you can be a covert narcissist. What's that? Either you're a narcissist or you're not. Perhaps you're not revealing your true colors. And again, most people with BPD don't come up to you when you're starting a relationship with them and say, hi, I'm, I'm a borderline because they may not even know why they're exhibiting these behaviors. They may not know why they're experiencing the deep emotional pain. Okay. So they're not going to necessarily say, hi, I'm a borderline. Maybe some will. And if they do, then really shame on you for getting into a relationship with somebody who cannot have a relationship. I can't say that I can describe myself as being in a relationship. I guess the very basic organic term of a relationship is relating to somebody. So perhaps I can say I am in a relationship, but is this a healthy marriage? No, it's not. Is this a happy marriage? Is this a happy relationship? Are you having a happy relationship with your borderline? So, You have to ask yourself these questions, and I have. That's why I'm doing this podcast, because I want people to take a step back. Instead of posting on bulletin boards that my significant other or my father or my mother is abusing me, which is terrible, you have to take a moment back and say, why am I allowing myself to be abused? And that comes down to the going no contact, NC like they like to call it, because that's the only thing you can do. You cannot leave a relationship with a borderline and somehow just be their friend. If I left my relationship with my wife, I would probably have to go no contact. You cannot maintain contact with a borderline. Okay. Either they're going to leave you and go no contact and that will devastate you because You're an empathetic person. You're a compassionate person. That's why you're engaged in a relationship with a borderline. They may leave you and you'll sit there saying, how can they do that? How can they just leave? But for them, it's just basically starting a new movie, a new act, a new play with another supply. That would be a person. To you, it's devastating. You are mourning a, what you thought was a relationship, but really it isn't. 
you are supplying the borderline. You are a host to a borderline. You're putting up with them. You're battling with them. You're trying to show them that the world is not such a bad place. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. I'm going to leave you today with a quote. This is by an anonymous person. And think about this. No matter how pleasant a toxic person may behave for a short period of time, they will always return to their baseline abusive behaviors. Think about it. Be well, and in whatever you do, be good. This has been my inner torch.